It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to one day early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to episode eight of Internal Conflicts with your hosts, Rebecca and Sarah. Unfortunately, our other two sisters couldn't make it to the episode today, but um, you have us and we're going to talk about two very important topics that's been uh, making the news lately. So hopefully you guys have much insight on this. After we discuss this, you can give us your comments. So the first topic that we're going to discuss is going to be the abortion law that Alabama just set for any woman that's trying to get an abortion. Um, Just to give a quick recap, so the abortion law that Alabama has, it, it essentially bans abortion in almost all cases to include rape and incest, and doctors in Alabama who give an abortion are punishable up to 99 years in prison. It's a pretty big deal. So so my, my thoughts on banning abortion has more to do with the economy. I think if you want to convince the government to retract on this, we would have to present it to them in an economic way. Okay, typically women who get abortions are women who feel like they're not ready emotionally and or financially. So by forcing, by basically forcing women to have children and putting them in a financially impossible situation, we're possibly just putting the government in more of a financially impossible situation by subjecting them to maybe government help. While I'm pro-life, I haven't been in a position to find myself needing an abortion. I do think that it's more inexpensive to have an abortion, and also, most importantly, it's a woman's choice, and it's her body. Lastly, I think that if a man can relieve himself of the responsibilities of having a child, why, why are we forcing women who feel like they're not ready, why are we forcing them to have children? Is it a moral thing? Like, are we, is it a responsibility thing? I, I personally think that it it most definitely comes down to a moral debate. For those who are pro-life and who agree with this ban that Alabama has um, set forth, it's literally just a moral debate. So they feel that a human deserves a life, right? So that a woman should not abort a baby, especially if you can hear the heartbeat. That's Georgia's abortion law, that once you hear a fetal heartbeat, that, that you can't abort the baby. I've been trying to do a lot of research to understand what other um, reasons people who are pro-life have other than literally, oh, the Bible says, or all these other moral reasons. Yeah, I couldn't agree more that typically a woman that's trying to abort her baby is probably not financially ready or just not in a position to where she could have a child. So I couldn't agree with Sarah Moore in that if you're going to force these women to have children, they're just going to get on government assistance and you're just going to have, you know, some sort of like, I don't want to say, no, economic crisis is the right word. Probably, yeah. I I mean, yeah, the government is just going to spend more money taking care of these kids that a mother or a parent didn't want. My thing is like, why do that to the economy? And number two, I read on um, Facebook, one of my friends posted on Facebook, it said, um, I, don't, I don't have it verbatim, but it basically said, I just want to apologize to anyone who was born out of rape or anyone who was born out of incest, because basically those who are pro-choice right now are basically saying that you, sh- that you never should have been born. 
And that is so sad to me because I'm, while I am pro-choice, I am not saying that anyone walking around on this earth who was born out of incest or rape should not have been born. I am not saying that. What I'm saying is that a mother, a woman who is pregnant, she deserves the option. That's all I'm saying. I couldn't even imagine what that feels like. And for all those people, for most of these people, these lawmakers that are making these rules have no idea what it feels like. And I, and I say again, I really want to harp on the fact that literally their only reason comes down to, to morality. It's a moral debate. So if it's going to come down to a moral debate on how like feelings and opinions, shouldn't it just be based upon the opinion of the person that's bearing the child? I think that the moral debate has a lot to do with what all you just addressed. Those situations where conception happens at the hands of rape or incest. But I think there's also a moral component as it relates to women who might, women who have unprotected sex. So to play devil's advocate, I think that this will incite a fear in our, in our society where maybe women will have more protected sex. They'll make more responsible choices. I mean, I think, I think like sometimes it kind of blows my mind when women say like, oh, I didn't know that I was gonna get pregnant or I didn't know that I could get pregnant. Okay, you, if you have your period, okay, and a guy puts his penis inside of you um, without a condom on, 99% you're probably gonna be pregnant. And to wait to find out that, that you're pregnant, like when you're pregnant, that is it's just incredibly irresponsible to me those times that i've been in those situations it's it always dawned on me right away and i've always sort of you know gotten my day after pill and just you know just made sure that i i felt secure about it and again i've never been put in a position to feel like i needed an abortion but in those situations that i was in i did think fully about my future and i thought about what you know what, what does this mean okay so this is this is someone that i chose to be with and what would happen what would happen if we had a child together these are things that that we should all be thinking about responsibly you know not not to be all like high and mighty or anything but i like have never i've never had unprotected intercourse with someone that mm -hmm. i felt i wasn't ready to be a mother to their child with. So hopefully this, this creates some kind of an incentive for women to be more responsible because yeah, like I am pro-life and because I'm pro-life, I try to make responsible decisions as, as it relates to me producing life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that, that's, a new, that's a pretty good perspective to have on this. So like, I, I like to look at the bright side of everything as best as I can. So yeah, while it's very unfortunate that Alabama has passed this law and I'm, I hope that it can get shot down. I know that there are politicians and, and folks who are working hard for it. But on the flip side, yeah, I guess I feel that, yeah, this, this could encourage women to be responsible. But I almost, I almost wonder, because I've never, I've never, just to be candid, I've never had to have an abortion. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out if the state started this law because maybe it's like costly to have an abortion. Maybe there's something going on economically within the state where abortions are too high and, and they're, so they're just trying to reduce it. So maybe, maybe this isn't just a 100% a morality debate, but on the flip side, there's some sort of financial reasoning behind it. I'm not sure. I've tried to do all my research on it. All I've been finding was more, were moral reasons. So if you guys have any insight on this, feel free to drop comments. So the next topic that we want to cover is going to be North Carolina's consent law as it pertains to 
uh, sexual activity. So basically the law states that a woman cannot legally revoke her consent mm-hmm. once a man inserts himself into her. So if so basically for an example, you have a guy and a girl, they go on a date, okay, they go back to her house and then she says, yes, I want to have sex with you. Or maybe she didn't say yes explicitly, but she makes it known. She basically gives consent uh, in one form or another. Once that man penetrates her, she cannot say, oh, I don't want this anymore. If she tries to claim rape, and there are cases where a woman has tried to say that she was raped. Yeah, like if it gets too rough or something. Yeah, saying that she's sexually being sexually assaulted, they'll ask that. Well, did you give consent before? You know, and so, And so that's what's happening in North Carolina right now. There are quite a few politicians and senators that are trying to do their best to clarify or to reintroduce this bill, such as Senator Jeff Jackson. He's trying to reintroduce the bill in order to make sure that a woman can revoke consent after a sexual encounter has begun. And this is this has just been happening. This just started this year. So he's um, he was trying to do that in April of this year. So hopefully it works out. But I just want to give my two cents on it. I mean, clearly, obviously, this law is ridiculous, right? I mean, it's a, it's a no-brainer. I, I don't see how you could continue to want to have sex with someone, how that's even enjoyable if the person doesn't want that. I don't get it. Yeah, and I'm, I, th- I think that this is a dangerous, this is a dangerous law on top of the age of consent. The age of consent in North Carolina, correct me if I'm wrong, is 16 years old. At 16 years old, you can become very indecisive about what you want in terms of where your hormones take you. If a 16 year old, for example, goes back to a guy's house and consents to have sex with him or her and then des- and then decides to change his or her mind, that I mean, that, 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 would, that would just be a really sad situation. I've had experiences where I consented and then I decided that I wanted to revoke my consent and you know we're not from North Carolina but there's a possibility that men could probably take advantage of this and that, that yeah, you know definitely. that would be really unfortunate yeah definitely that's the saddest part and then again and then you could even roll into the next topic that where you have men taking advantage of this law sexually assaulting women because they they're not allowed to legally revoke their consent then that woman gets pregnant. I'm just really hoping that, or it's, it's really just amazing, I, I should say. It's amazing how backwards some of uh, the world is, especially America. You know, I, I briefly saw an article stating that Saudi Arabia's abortion laws are leaner or softer than um, Alabama's abortion laws. And this is not to say that, oh, like, we expect countries other than America to have, like, um harsher laws but i mean let's just be real okay like we do we're a more modern society we're supposed to be we're supposed to be a more modern you know forward thinking you know the land of the great where all these where immigrants you know like like our mom was an immigrant wanted to come here for a better life but you still have states in this country that are just just going backwards and it's really just a shame so you know I'm i'm a praying woman and i just pray that that those politicians that are working actively against laws such as the consent law in North Carolina and the abortion law in Alabama, that it, it truly works out. So yeah, and to your point, I there has there has to be a reason. Like politics is really tricky. I mean, I feel like politics is just a, a world within itself where we don't know why the government does what they do. We don't know why the government does what they do, right? What? Does what they do? Why do the what they do? Yeah, it does why the government does what they do. And, um, you know, I don't know, hopefully 
there's a well, I'm, there's no good reason, but it would just it would give me peace to understand what politics is going on. Like, is it maybe maybe someone's getting bribed? I don't know. You know, maybe it's like a yeah, I don't know. Well, that about wraps up this episode. Yeah, thank you for joining us. And um, again, if you have any thoughts on the Alabama abortion law or the North Carolina consent law, please feel free to drop it. Even if you disagree, we welcome all sorts of comments and healthy discussion. Again, my name's Rebecca. You can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is ardentfro. My name is Sarah. You can find me on Instagram at S-R-H-J-E. Don't forget to follow our Instagram, Internal Conflicts Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Would you rather have wireless on the most reliable network nationwide or unlimited with 5G for $30 a month per line? You don't have to choose with Xfinity Mobile. Wireless so good it keeps one-upping itself. Most reliable based on Root's metric U.S. report. Results vary, not an endorsement. $30 per month per line when you get four lines. The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria.